Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Pod Jerky. On today's episode, I have a guest. His name is Shannon Bland, a.k.a. The Big Homie, a.k.a. King OG from Friends with Benefits. And that's Friends with a Z and Benefits with a Z. Welcome to our show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate the love. So we actually met in a Facebook group that's mm-hmm. basically that talks about podcasts and stuff. Do you want to explain a little bit what your podcast is about and how you got started with doing a podcast? Well, um, many years ago, uh, I had a, I believe it was a principal in high school that said to me, yo, you should do something in radio, like with your voice, because you got a really deep voice. So that nugget always stuck with me since I was like a young guy, but I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with it. So I tried all these different things. I used to do music. I used to do like poetry. I tried to write a book, like all these different things just to have my voice out there. And then I just kind of settled in on podcasting. And uh, when I did my research on podcasting, you know, I was trying to figure out what format that I wanted to lay this whole uh, concept out on. And I decided on the idea of friends with benefits. And I know that saying is more known in a sexual context but I would always have these like amazing conversations with my friends and often be left wishing that I would have recorded some of these epic conversations I would have with my friends so when I came up with the idea for the podcast I decided I would go with that and what I didn't realize what was happening was these conversations were on like not only teaching moments but also like very therapeutic so that's what I wanted to create with my podcast Friends with Benefits Nice that's kind of the way that myself and my co-host kind of got started with this as well because we would go in to work every day we'd we'd be the early birds we'd go in we'd sit in a room and we would just start shooting the shit and we mm-hmm. were like you know what those were fantastic conversations like i wish we would have recorded yeah. that so oh yeah yeah so it came up kind of the same way that yours came across so we kind of talked about different topics that we wanted to discuss today and the podcasting was one of them and we said we'll just briefly kind of touch base on the reason why we started a podcast or what we were doing with the podcasts and stuff like that but we also wanted to talk about a few subjects that a lot of people don't want to discuss talking about different things that are going on in the world today, COVID-19, Black Lives Matter, stuff like that. Let's start, I guess, with COVID. We won't get too much into it. I mean, it's probably a played out subject right now. Yeah, uh, so many people right are now. talking. Yeah. But how are you coping with it? What are you guys, what are your guys' restrictions right now for yourselves? Well, right now I'm residing in uh, Washington State. I'm, I'm, I'm actually originally from the East Coast. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I just moved out here to the West Coast about a year ago. So it's been a little different for me because growing up in New York, man, I've seen like the worst of everything. I've seen the 9-11. I've seen the Hurricane Katrina. I've seen the blackout. You know, I've seen all these different occurrences that have happened. And now being here on the West Coast, it's not the same intensity as being in uh, New York City. But as far as the restrictions and all of that stuff, you know, wear your mask, wear your gloves, you know, avoid groups of people if you can, you know, just taking those precautions and practicing social distancing. So it's basically the same thing like every everybody else. But there seems to be a rise, I guess, in the U.S. right now in the cases compared to the rest of the world. I mean, Europe is seeing a lot of rising cases. The U.S. is seeing a lot of rising cases. I know in Canada, ours are, are straight on the decline right now. Okay. Today, our province only had, I think, 170 cases in total. So mm-hmm. we're doing pretty well. So with the rising cases, are you guys seeing more shutdowns, more closures, stuff like that? Well, what I'm starting to notice is I think they like prematurely started opening up things to the public. Like, for example, I went to the shopping mall maybe like twice within the last week because, you know, just having that itch of not being able to walk through the mall. 
Yeah, like those public places, it just attracts more and more people. So I feel like if they don't have some type of structure in place, those numbers are going to continue to go up. So even if they do start to open things, it has to be a plan. It can't just be, you know, okay, we're going to open this store and as long as we have a mask on, you know, everything is fine. Like there have to, definitely have to be some structure because we're still in the heart of this pandemic. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't really go out. My wife doesn't let me go out. I'm kind of immune compromised. So my wife's like, you stay home. I'll do the grocery shopping. I'll do you know whatever has to get picked up and my my extent of going out is kind of just walking the dogs but i mean you know it is what it is we just have to live with what it is now and and go from there exactly yeah we're gonna take a brief time out to help another independent podcast hey all you pod jerky fans this is rosa from the ripple podcast i wanted to take a quick second and tell you about the podcast that i do with my little sister angela We tell all kinds of strange and unusual true stories and then the ripples that they create, aka the story after the story. So make sure you check out the Ripple Podcast with Rose and Angela, and we will be sure to tell you the strangest and most unusual stories you've ever heard. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Search for the Ripple Podcast with Rosa and Angela. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks so much for your support. That was Rosa and Angela from the Ripple Podcast. Please subscribe and go have a listen. So another thing I wanted to kind of touch on is what your take is on the whole Black Lives Matter right now and everything that's going on in the U.S., Okay, that's a very good question. Now, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, just me personally on the individual level, I'm not a big fan of like fads and gimmicks and, you know, little catchphrases and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of that because those things don't ever last and sustain themselves for a long period of time. One of the things that I did touch on on my podcast, we had an episode about like culture and tradition, but basically just, you know, all of this stuff that's going on and rightly so, it needs to be addressed, right? But it's not just this isolated incident. This has been things that's been going on for many, many years, and it has definitely affected African-Americans all across the world in several different ways, from just mental health, from cultural aspect, from all these different areas that you've been affected by the same treatment over and over and over again. So, like I said, I like that it's getting the attention that it's getting now. I just hope that it sustains itself and it's not just a fact. I mean, I think it's sad that we're in the year 2020 and we still need to talk about this. I mean, it's ludicrous that this is even an issue. And Mm -hmm. still, you still have people out there that are saying, you know, all lives matter instead of like black lives matter. And I read something interesting online and I I'm not sure if it was you that posted it or somebody else that had posted it, but it was kind of a saying about Jesus watching over a flock of sheep and all the sheep one had actually taken off from the uh, flock and Jesus went after that one sheep and the rest of the sheep said, hey, what about us? Don't you care for us? And he says, listen, I care about everybody, but right now this one needs my attention. Oh, yeah. You know, is that nah, is that kind I of relatable? Mean I, that. 
I like that though. That was a really good analogy. That wasn't me that posted that, but I actually like that. That's a really good analogy right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I read that and I was like, you know what? That just kind of clicked with me because I never see anybody as a race. I I'm just, that's the way I was brought up. I have friends from every culture. I never introduce anybody and say, hey, this is my Asian friend or my black friend. You, you treat them like human beings and you say, hey, this is my friend. Plain and simple. Everybody's a human being. But I think that this needs attention because so much of this shit is going on around the world and it just needs the attention to get out there and to have this stuff stop. Right. Um, I was having a conversation with a, with a friend of mine. This was a few years back. I want to say this was around the Trayvon Martin time. My friend at the time, she has two young sons. I believe our oldest son was about 17 and the younger son was about 14, 15. You know, if anyone's not familiar with the Trayvon Martin story, you know, it's a little young man that lost his life due to similar circumstances that we're talking about now. And I was telling my friend at the time, just, you know, partly out of frustration and partly out of just educating, just... You can dress a certain way. You can talk a certain way. You could be walking down some random block, broad daylight. In most cases for African-American male, it doesn't matter if you do all of those things to perfection. You still, in the back of your mind, have that thought that if you have a run-in with the police officer or run-in with some type of authority figure, that it might not end up good for you. And I'm and I feel confident in saying that most African males feel that way, that they try to avoid those encounters because they know those encounters don't end up well for so right. what I told my friend was, no matter how much you train your young men to do all of these things perfect, always let them know that you're still an African-American male in a country that doesn't value your life. So you have to have right. that in the front of your mind versus just, let me just do everything right. Because if, cause if it was really fair for everybody, then everybody do everything right. You wouldn't hear stuff like this. But you're hearing an overwhelmingly number and the majority of these stories is African-American males, unfortunately, and African-American people as well. We're going to take one more break to help out another podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm Kyle Brown. And Bailey Ellison. With Real Topics, Real Discussions. If it's a hot topic you want, then a real discussion is what we'll have. We are a dynamic duo ready to dive in and keep it real. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and check out our podcast on Anchor. Sundays at 3 p.m. Tune in. That was Real Topics, Real Discussions with Kyle and Bailey. Head on over, hit the subscribe button, and have a listen. Now, for me, I don't want to claim ignorance or anything like that because in our neighborhoods, no matter how the, I guess, population is here, we're very diverse around our neighborhoods and we don't see a lot of this stuff happen. And again, I don't want to claim the ignorance, but do you think that it has something to do with media not showing certain stories, leaving certain stories out of the news, certain stories out of anything in general um, that Mm -hmm. makes people sleep on a lot of this stuff? Right. Are we talking about like like the old school way of, of thinking about this, then yes, I would say that the media's portrayal of certain ethnic groups is definitely unfair. But if we're talking about more of a, you know, new school way of thinking, like me and you, for example, we have podcasts. So right. we can create our own platform, tell our own stories of whatever happened and how we feel about it. And that can help to switch some of the narrative and some of the thoughts and some of the things that have been out there for a long time. Now, that's what my platform is about. We teach, 
we heal, we learn, we do all of that on my podcast. So actually an episode that I'm doing today, coincidentally, I have a, a colleague of mine who I actually met working in jail. And I'm not going to say I didn't have some preconceived notions about her when I met her, but we ended up being the best of friends. And she's a redheaded uh, white woman from Portland, Oregon. And I'm this six four, very intimidating looking black guy from Brooklyn. And we're like the best of friends. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about white privilege. Just talk openly right. about it. Like what exactly is it and how have you benefited from it and just get deep in into it so for those listeners that's out there that might feel the same way that you feel i don't want to claim the ignorance cloud but i do want to do better maybe that episode will be helpful for somebody like that you see i think the reason that a lot of people don't think that there's a problem in the police system or any of the police officers out there is because we've never had to interact with them and i've talked to multiple people in podcast platforms that have actually had a gun pulled on them from a police officer or been stopped from a police officer just for doing nothing just for the way mm -hmm. that they look. And I think white privilege basically is kind of like that, where we don't get stopped for that stuff. And we don't know what it's like. Yeah, I say it all the time. It's def I've learned to navigate through it because, you know, if somebody's just ignorant or somebody just is an asshole, for lack of a better word, I'll just deal with them accordingly when it comes to that. But I'm not going to say when I go out of my house every day that I don't have to mentally prepare myself to deal with those things all the time. And then, like I said, I'm a really tall guy with a deep voice. So not only do I have my skin color that I have, you know, as a thing in some cases that works against me, but also physically just being tall. Like I was just, I was just born this way. I didn't actually be tall. I have a deep voice. Sometimes right. that works against me. So, right. you know, that, that definitely things that you uh, think about every day. And, and showing like on the news, I think we had just kind of made a comment in passing while we were mm -hmm. um, chatting. We said showing on the news, they're actually showing the riots that are going on and they're not showing the peaceful protests. So they're mm -hmm. kind of just grouping uh, certain individuals to make it look like the villain in all mm -hmm. of this when the peaceful protests are actually what the message is and what needs to get out and what needs to be done. When I was in college, uh, one of my professors I had at the time, this is when I was an undergrad, and he said this statement to me, and of course, I'm a younger guy at the time, so it didn't really stick, but I guess it must have stuck in there somewhere. He said, the media is actually the fourth branch of American government is the media because of the power that the media has. So another course I took in college called Crime and Media, a great professor I had, there was a book that she assigned for the class where it talked about how the media is used to drive the narrative and to get laws passed and things like that. So what I learned from that class was that when you watch the news or you read a news out a newspaper or whatever that's reporting the news, pay attention to their narrative that they keep pushing one narrative. Then you know that they trying to push an agenda versus when I read different outlets or watch different outlets, always watch different ones to get different perspectives. I don't just watch one because it might be brainwashing you without you even realizing it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even watching, say, U.S. news here, you have a CNN and you have them as, I believe, the Democratic news outlet. And then you have Fox News, which is the Republican. And they're always pushing mm -hmm. different agendas on each station. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're trying to, to sway votes in different ways and stuff like that. So I can see exactly what the professor was talking about when saying something like that, because that's exactly what's happening. And I was talking about this with my wife the other day. And again, excuse my ignorance about this, but 
I don't know if this is something that's big in Canada or if it's more of something that's in the States. Um, okay. But we heard the term Juneteenth. Okay. And I don't think we've ever heard that term before here. And I'm sure other people around Canada have heard it, but I have never heard that term. Mm -hmm. And what is Juneteenth in the States? What does it represent? Okay, now for the listeners out there, on my second episode of Friends of Benefits, the uh, topic is tradition and culture, and we get heavy into Juneteenth. I have a colleague of mine that I used to work with at an employer, and we got really deep and heavy into Juneteenth as far as, as historical context and also how it applies now where it's not as celebrated, which is probably why you and your wife hadn't really heard about it. But the timing of what we got going on now and the date of that holiday, uh, it just kind of took on a life of its own. So basically with Juneteenth, it is the, I want to say there's two different dates in American history that uh, signifies the end of slavery. So Juneteenth, I believe is 1865, uh, I might be mistaken, in Galveston, Texas, uh, I forget which war was going on, but the war ended, and then they just announced the end of slavery. So that was in Texas. So it's not a big recognized holiday here in the States, but the timing of everything going on has made it grow a little more now. So that's why I was saying earlier about sustaining what's going on. So I want to see if Juneteenth really becomes this big holiday, like how we celebrate Independence Day in the United States, 4th of July, and those different holidays. So, you know, that's what we hope for with Juneteenth. Right. So you want to see it continue on past this year just because of everything that's happening. This is mm -hmm. why it's coming into the news. And then you want to see it continue on, which mm -hmm. rightfully so, I mean, it should, but you want to just see it continue on and not just fade away into obscurity just exactly. because, you know, nothing's going on. Exactly. Now, it's interesting that you were mentioning the end of slavery because we had just watched a documentary on Netflix and it was mm -hmm. called 13. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And I, I mean, it opened our eyes quite a bit. And it was just the wording of that amendment in the Constitution of mm -hmm. that it was the end of slavery. However, if you were a criminal, then it gave them certain rights and mm -hmm. almost acted as it allowing slavery to continue. What are your thoughts on that? Well, the, the popular narrative is that slavery never really ended. They just remixed slavery. So basically what happened during that time was, okay, when they abolished slavery, a lot of the slaves at the time were dependent on their slave owners. Right. So think of it in this way. Right. You have children. Right. And your children have been dependent on you for their entire life. And then God forbid something happened to you. And now your kids are forced to just raise themselves. So if you have a young person that has no education, no money, no family, no nothing, what do you think ultimately they're probably going to end up doing? breaking the law, right? So right. a lot of those slaves that were freed ended up getting themselves in trouble with the law because now they made all of these laws where you couldn't do all of these different things, which were basically like petty crimes, which is what we call them now, like like public urination, uh, begging for money, like little stuff like that. And then that's how the prison system was created after that. And then a lot of the slaves that were free, that couldn't get jobs, didn't have any land, didn't have anything to sustain themselves, began to break the law. And then now the government gets the free labor similar to what they were getting during slavery. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it was something different that we had never experienced here ourselves. I know the U.S. is a lot bigger than Canada. You guys have 10 mm -hmm. times the population there. The prison system's bigger. Like oh, I yeah. said, there's more I people there. The jails so. are over, overcrowded, severely overcrowded. 
Yeah. And here we don't hear as much on the news about certain crimes. We actually probably hear more of the American news on our news outlets. Uh, so we mm-hmm. find out more about the stuff, even like the Rodney King stuff that happened and mm-hmm. uh, the O.J. Simpson stuff that all that stuff was huge, hugely televised over here. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas we have our different uh, crimes that happen here and different trials that happen here. And they get a little bit of TV coverage here and there, but not as much as we would see, I guess, from the American justice system. System. So, I mean, watching that documentary was just a huge eye opener and we could go on and on and on about this and oh, the yeah. Browden story. And, you know, there was a whole bunch of them that we had watched and just said, man, like, I really wish that we knew that this was going on. And it's not again to claim ignorance. It's just we've never seen it. Mm-hmm. We've never heard about it. We just like kind of watched these documentaries and just said, we just know why the fight is going on now, why everything is different and why things need to change. So that's the point I was making earlier about these different platforms that we have now. So now, due to the internet and social media, things get legs very quickly. So now no one can claim ignorance as an excuse. Because I could just look on my timeline on my social media. I'm going to say at least four to five times a day, a video will come across my timeline of some police officer harassing some some African-American. Like literally right. harassing. Like you stopping me for a broken tail light, but I end up shot dead in front of my family. Like how yeah. does that even happen? So that yeah. makes me question your uh, competence as a professional. Now, in fairness to law enforcement, I worked alongside law enforcement for a long time in a civilian role. So I got to see both sides. And the best way how I try to just put it into words is that when you're a police officer and you're out there dealing with the the public every day, that's not an easy job. We're not going to act like their job is such an easy job, right? Now, when you have those situations where things are getting heated and you're a police officer, most police officers first instinct is to take control of the situation, right? Tapping into your ego, you're the authority figure, I have a gun, all of that stuff. When the real skill is being able to de-escalate a situation, that's what the real skill is. And many police officers lack that skill. The only skill that they know that they have is that gun on their wayside. They know that's going to end the whole conversation. Now, to take it to the next level and not to get too deep into it, there's another thing out there called the blue wall of silence, which is basically where in those law enforcement circles, if you're known as a snitch or somebody that's telling on people, then you don't get that protection from that law enforcement agency or whatever that law enforcement person is uh, a part of. So that's the other aspect of it. So I get all of those different things, but my thing is just that when you're interacting with the public, one of the most important skills is knowing how to talk people down. That's right. And that's what I see lacking in a lot of law enforcement. Now, I look at everything that's going on in the world today and that there needs to be so much change. What do you think us as human beings need to do in order to create this change? Well, I said this on one of my episodes, uh, Friends of Benefits. Basically, I think we all just need to grow up. We all need to grow up absolutely, and figure this thing out. And then I also said we need to get somebody to cook the food, right? Because everybody likes to eat. Get somebody to cook the food. So, you know, when you're eating good, you know, you're going to feel good. And then sit down and figure out what works for everybody, right? It can't be favor to one side. It can't be favor to the other side. It got to be beneficial for everybody. And then once whatever is decided on is established, we all have to respect that. Nobody gets more preferential treatment than the other person. But in order for 110%. us to get there, but in order for us to get there, we have to have these uncomfortable conversations. Like you from Canada, I'm from Brooklyn. 
and we sitting here talking yeah. like, you know, like we the best of the friends that we just met five minutes ago. Right. Right. So that tells you how far we came, but how much more work we got to do as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, before starting the podcast, and it's a great platform to get information out and talk about mm-hmm. sensitive subjects and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and I had a, an episode planned with my co-host based on racism. And then I think we kind of just stepped back from it and said, you know, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. But I didn't think that we really should be talking about this. This is stuff that needs to be out there on the platforms. Uh, We need to talk about human equality, everybody being treated the same. And it's just an episode that we should have put out there and kind of skipped it. And it was more of a fear of getting a reaction, which is not a bad thing. But I mean, getting a, Mm -hmm. a reaction out of people saying you shouldn't be talking about this leave this subject alone the subject is too sensitive and i think that's why things get buried and things get forgotten in our society today because people are afraid to talk about it exactly and the great thing about educating is education doesn't have a a time frame education doesn't have a schedule education can happen anywhere anytime so that's what i challenge everyone out there to do man it's just educate yourself it's never too late 100 percent. yeah i mean like i said like you said there's no excuse now because the social media is out there and before Mm -hmm. i started this podcast i i was like anti-social media i didn't want to be on it at all i didn't have an instagram account i didn't have a twitter account i Mm -hmm. was barely on facebook yeah, yeah. I so I mean, just because I started this, then, you know, I, I started all these social media accounts because I'm like, how are you going to get your show out there? How are you going to get exactly. your point across and and stuff like that? So I'm kind of new to the social media thing, kind of learning some of the steps on there. Even the podcast game, it's 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 a learning experience. Every episode you definitely. do. Right. I mean, yeah, definitely just doing so now, research me... on different things. So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you what I've learned so far. Now, I've been on social media, I'm going to say, since like the early, early 2000s. I never was like super savvy with it until like, I'm going to say like the last five or six years. And my social media platforms is basically just like, you know, just like clowning around. I didn't, I didn't take it as like anything serious. It was just like something to do. So of course, when all these different social media platforms started coming out, like the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the Twitters and all that stuff. Now I've gotten to this point, I've gotten a little more savvy with it. So I am aware of the whole platform thing, but I still wasn't using it for what I should have been using it for. So now this is where it gets a little cloudy when it comes to social media. I'm going to say... I guess I'm going to be fair and say 50-50 because the world needs balance. So we, we, we got to have balance. I'm going to say about 50% of the stuff you see on social media is like straight BS. And then the other yeah. 50% is the good stuff. So you got to just work your way through the BS and get to the good stuff, which I know that you've noticed because the same way that we connected through social media, um, I was never joining groups on Facebook. Yeah. But once I started the podcast, I said, you know what, that's something I probably need, I need to do. And then, you know, we met through a Facebook group and I'm very happy that I've done that now because yeah. I picked up more followers. I learned a, a lot of stuff that I didn't know. So it, it's been helpful for me, but I'm going to say it's like 50-50 with social media. As you get better, you'll see the BS versus the quality stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, these groups that we belong to, you mean, I mean, you go in, you're trying to promote yourself. You're trying to get noticed. You're trying to just get listens, try and get your points across. And, and you got people that just come in and just drop their links. They're not even reading your posts. And, and that's some of the BS that's on there as well. So right. it, it's really a, a learning experience just to, to do this whole podcast. And I was listening 
to one of your episodes on forgiveness uh, that you were doing and just talking about like what are unforgivable acts and stuff like that. And it it was a really good episode to listen to. I know you had some audio issues with it, but again, it's a whole learning experience that we have with this podcast. Like right now we're just hooked up to Skype. We hit record, let it go. And then I'll do post edits for it. But at the end of the day, right now we're all kind of in quarantine. So even if you do have a co-host, you can't say, Hey, to your buddy, come over, let's shoot a podcast. Let's record a podcast any way you do it. So you have to find alternative ways to do it. And it's just, it's really hard just to learn the craft of it, but it takes time. It takes time to build your audience and build, you know, listeners and stuff like that. And nobody needs to get discouraged. You're all doing this for fun, doing it to get information across, doing it for whatever reason you have to do it. And it'll eventually come. Exactly. It's definitely a learning experience. Like I'll give you an example of one thing that I just recently learned. When I did my first episode, which was my longest episode, and, and it's actually gotten the most listens. And something that I learned from doing like public speaking is that, you know, most people's attention span is very short. So you don't want to get on your podcast and just keep ranting and raving and then you just kind of lose listeners by just not knowing how to shut up after a certain time. So right. that was something that I learned. You got to find that balance between going too long or going too short. And I, and I, and I did an episode last Sunday for Father's Day, which is my first solo episode and also my first episode where it was under a, um, under a hour. So it was a totally different experience doing it the way I was previously doing it and then doing it the way I did it last Sunday. So it's definitely, you learn something new every single time that you record. Yeah, definitely. Because I think podcasts generally, you don't want to go over an hour and anywhere between half an hour to an hour is a good amount of time because people do lose their attention very, very quickly. And, you know, you start to ramble on and then people just say, "Ah, I'm just going to stop this episode here and go on to something else. So what I'm doing now, I'm trying to find that balance between that half an hour and that hour. But I, I think I've settled on 45 minutes. Yeah. But, you know, but when you have a lot to say, it's kind of hard to get everything out in 45 minutes. So that's the battle that I'm dealing with right now. Definitely. I mean, we have another episode that's coming out tomorrow and it's on Canadian hip hop. And we've actually talked to the hip hop artists online. They've given us permission to use their music. And we kind of cut down our final edit of the episode and it came out to an hour and 17 minutes. And I, and I said to the co-host, I was like, listen, man, like there's no way I was like, it's too long. You're going to lose people in kind of this uh, amount of time. And I said, we got to cut it down to about an hour. We got to cut about 15 minutes of it out. So we're working on the edit again just to try and get it out tomorrow. Yeah, I definitely now, like mindfully, I try to stay within that hour time frame. But when you got multiple guests, and you got a really heated topic, it can go over an hour very easily. So, oh, absolutely. That's where but that's the, the difference. Skills come in. Yeah. That's the difference. If you have guests, I think it's more engaging for an audience. Where if you're by yourself and you're going over the hour limit, then mm-hmm. people are going to lose the interest because, unless it's a like a super interesting topic that people are really interested in. But if you're just talking about a subject that you're interested in and you go over that hour, people are going to tune out. But if you have guests and they're engaged into that conversation, absolutely. And what you're doing with the video portion of it is actually a smart thing because people actually get that feeling of belonging to that conversation as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because I want to eventually do Friends with, Benefit, Friends with Benefits and video cast, but I don't want to roll it out just and it's and it's not ready to be presented in that way. So I'm gonna just rock with the audio for now, but I'm definitely gonna eventually transition into uh, video doing Friends with Benefits, and then I'll probably start another podcast because I, when I originally I originally got into podcasting, I wanted to do like relationship stuff, but then when Friends with Benefits uh, hit, that was more of like a teaching and healing platform. So I'm gonna do the leadership podcast on a totally different platform but but friends benefits are definitely coming to video as well nice now with your podcast you do a lot of healing self-improvement kind of thing mm-hmm. are you expecting that you're going to have more guests on in those fields that are actually going to come onto the show and i guess do a few of your shows yeah because i have a lot of friends that work in criminal justice that work in mental health uh, that does public speaking, like like these different like amazing things. Like my my guest I have for my forgiveness episode. Uh, this is one of my good friends from childhood. Like we literally grew up together. Unfortunately, you know my friend had to go to prison, you know, for a long time. And when he came out of prison, man, he's like this totally rehabilitated, like amazing individual. And people will love to hear his story. I've been to a few of his public speaking in engagements, and it's very amazing because he's speaking on his experience being incarcerated from a real experience, not just from a news story that we're hearing. He's speaking on it from like a real experience. And he came out of it a better person. And you don't always hear that. So uh, one of the things that I used to uh, get all the time when I worked in jail, when I was working with those clients in there, is you don't hear those success stories as much as you should. Because when you're in the right. inside, man, stuff like that is what keeps you going. Somebody that you know that was your your roommate or y'all was in the same jail together and this person got out and is doing very well for themselves, that gives motivation to somebody that's still incarcerated. So that's why I wanted to have him on for that episode because what landed him there, he had to forgive somebody for that, that right. for, for what landed him there. So I know he's grown, you know, leaps and bounds as a person compared to when he first went inside. So I thought it was important just to have that conversation with him about forgiveness. Yeah, it was a really good episode. And for those who haven't checked it out yet, please go and check out that podcast. Now, do you have any final thoughts first off before we get into anything else? Well, the first thing I want to say, thanks for uh, having me on. You're like a super duper nice guy. We met through the Facebook group thing. Very helpful, giving me little tips. And that's how I am with networking. I want my networking to be like organic, right? Not like forcing myself on anybody, forcing itself on me. We connected very organically. So I knew that, you know, your energy was genuine. So I felt comfortable just even coming on, shooting shit with you, you know, cross advertising, you know, all all of that stuff. So yeah. that was um, amazing. And uh, my Instagram actually is uh, friends with benefits underscore podcast. That's friends with a Z on the end. And that's benefits with a Z underscore podcast. I also have my link tree on my Instagram where it connects you with all the places that friends with benefits is playing. It also connects you to my Facebook and it also connects you with uh, uh, my Twitter and my Twitter is friends with Ben too. That's friends with a Z with Ben too. Awesome. Well, it was great to have you on the show and hopefully I can return the favor and come on to your show one day. You know, we probably got a whole ton of stuff to talk about. I mean, I'm not worried about any part of the conversation. Like you said, <laughs> I mean, meeting up in, in the Facebook group and, and it almost became like just instant friends.
friends just by by chatting on there because mm -hmm. it was organic. It wasn't anything fake and just say, hey, you know what? Listen to my podcast and I'll listen to your podcast. We actually had conversation and helped each other out with certain things. So oh, yeah. uh, thanks for that. Thanks for coming on today's show. And like I said, I will return the favor whenever you want me to come on the show. I'm more than happy to do it and we can go from there. Definitely, definitely. We're definitely going to hook up on an episode. I like to tailor my topics to fit my guests' uh, strengths. So I definitely, when I when I have you on, you're going to come on and you're going to have a good time. So don't even worry about it. All right. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So I think that's going to wrap it up for today. And as always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we'll see you later. Peace, peace. Here we go